Hey folks, it's Yannick Guzdala. It's the Yannick Guzdala podcast. Three very important things to announce before we get going with today's episode in which we are talking all about how I demo music and put demos together, send it to the band and how I prepare for record day. I'm going to play along to some of this new stuff. Just before that, got to talk tour dates. Uh, August 5th, Buenos Aires. Um, uh, we're going to be, well, I'm going to be giving a clinic at Nempla Music um, at 12 noon, 12 till 2 on August 5th. Also that same day, August 5th, Buenos Aires, Dumont 4040. Dumont 40, 40. Um, I even wrote uh, some Spanish in my uh, in the little description uh, on the website. You can check out all of these tour dates at yannickguzdala.com vea Gianni Guzdala en vivo en Buenos Aires con su nuevo trío con los teclados de Tom Coley y la batería de Cliff Almond that's right we've got Cliff Almond and Tom Coley that's uh, this is the project we're going down to Argentina to make the new record and we are sneaking in a little bit of uh, it's almost like a rehearsal it is a show it is live uh, but it is definitely acting as pretty much our only rehearsal for the for the music, for the material. Other dates coming up, Los Angeles, September 7th and October 12th. I'll be at the Baked Potato with Bob Reynolds. And then getting into November, London, UK, Pizza Express, November 6th and 7th. Uh, that's also with my trio. And November 8th in Nottingham in the UK. Haven't played there in probably 20 years. Uh, and I've never played at this venue. I believe this venue is kind of new. It's Peggy's Skylight, Nottingham, UK, November 8th. Um, that's it on the tour dates for now. Uh, another quick announcement is that I've been teaching. If you were listening earlier on this month, I ran a little sale uh, for July 4th weekend and I discounted some private lessons as well as all the books and stuff. And I've been giving those private lessons lately. Shout out to anyone who has uh, who's, who's been in, in the office hour and taken one so far. It's been really fun and it made me start to think about, okay, how about if I commit a little bit of regular time to this every week uh, and do this on a regular basis because it's been quite the spectrum of of players and people at really different stages in their journey and it's been a really nice challenge to sort of be able to adapt the lessons to that situation kind of on the fly from almost complete beginners to people who have been maybe a couple of two three years in to professionals to to people who aren't even uh, uh bass players i've had drummers guitar players keyboard players all kinds of i've had a saxophone player that was, that was awesome we nerded out about joe henderson and uh and chris potter a little bit that was cool um so needless to say it's been really interesting and kind of a positive experience more so than i have perhaps experienced before so i'm gonna make available five uh one hour slots per week to see how we go they're available at my website at yannickwasdala.com if you feel like getting involved taking a lesson with me one-on-one -on -one. uh like i said it's re there's really no nobody that it's inappropriate for I've, I've also had people um coming to me and we've talked almost entirely about the business side of things and branding and and kind of concepts for how to move forward in different lanes of the music industry and the music business i do have a little bit of experience with that so that's that's been great it's been almost like a consultation session rather than a, a base lesson so that's those are all options if you want to get involved feel free that i'm going to make five kind of office hours available every week at my website yannickwistala.com i'll link it in the description of the video if you're watching on youtube or in the show notes if you're listening somewhere else and last thing before we get into these demos very quickly uh the song a day journey that was happening over on my blog i was sharing a bootleg a live concert from all different walks of life every day every morning at 8 a.m uh, that has morphed into a show a week um we've we got maybe like 75 shows 75 songs into the journey and i have to be realistic about my schedule um and ironically i think you're actually going to get more music by me sharing one complete show a week rather than one song a day and it's interesting the feedback i had from you guys when i sent out that email um, a couple of days ago was actually really positive in terms of hey it'd be awesome to hear the complete show rather than just one song which is a bit of a tease so i'm going to try and do that every saturday morning share a complete show from an artist live concert unreleased bootleg uh material and talk a little bit about how it affected me and 
so far the journey of the 75 days was amazing i gotta say i uh, appreciate you guys hanging in there for that because it made me go back and listen to a ton of stuff and dig back into music i hadn't heard in years so that was that was an awesome experience and we'll continue with the with the one show a week but it will also free up some time where i'm not bombing your inbox every single day and i'll be able to share other stuff with you stuff like the demos we are going to talk about and play a little and show you in the uh in the in the episode today i have um seven things up in my itunes here uh these are things i've sent the band i want to talk a little bit about how i do this and how i demo things and um, i'm working in logic for anyone who wants to know um and i generally play all the piano stuff and program the drums and i'm I'm not a fan of of using sort of virtual instruments that that will be replaced by real ones unless it is the drums or the keyboards like i'll never use a virtual guitar in fact i'll play the guitar on if i need it on anything but like saxophones and voices or horns i hate the sound of that so if there's a melody that isn't going to be played by piano guitar or bass i'll I'll put it in there as piano, guitar, or bass, just just with a with a note to say that that will be replaced, um, and figure out the orchestration and the and the ensemble setup at a later date. Uh, so let's get into some of this stuff so you can hear the story so far. If you're on my mailing list, if you are engaged in that blog that I was just talking about. You will have heard a couple of things already. I've shared a couple of things, and uh, they were kind of in their early days. Um, this stuff, let's see, I haven't shared this and this is one of the latest things I've been working on. It started off as a very, in fact, this is great to be able to share this with you in long form. Um, got the bass on, I'm at the desk, I'm not on the couch. We are at the, we are operating at the sharp end of the stick here. It's it's down to business time because we are only 10 days away from leaving, uh, to Argentina to actually go record all this stuff. So the challenge is many actually many more challenges are mounting as I sort of slot in all the details for the sessions and the logistics and everything. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that later. But so I I I can't I had this line sort of swimming around in my head two three four. That was it. That's all I had. Um, so to, to, to be very transparent as to where, um, what I'm about to play you, where this came from, it was that, just that little line. (laughs) Kind of a little dense in terms of, uh, of where it goes, but now check this out. Um, it's going to sound completely different for a second and it's in six for anyone who cares. Um... And I'm going to play along. There is bass in the demo because this is what I sent the guys, but I need to work on this stuff. I also need to practice this so I'm in good shape when I get to the studio. So before we get too far into this, I'm going to drop that down just a touch. So before we get into this next section, one thing that is interesting about demoing that I find kind of a challenge, shall we say, is the fact that it's kind of 
when you're programming drums, I'm, I'm really having just a, a basic conga track there, like a really simple percussion loop, just as a reference for the time and to track the melodies too and the, and the, and the harmony and the whole structure of the song. So it's really going to change in terms of what we do with Cliff and how we orchestrate the drum part. And um, I have no doubt that I will add some things, some bass figures uh, to lock in with the drums when it's not just this constant uh, sort of monosyllabic uh, percussion loop so that j- just to give you an idea of of what i'm sort of looking forward to uh, and sort of projecting is that this section we've got to for instance is the, is the first solo section is very open Now, of course, I have the option to perhaps practice playing on this. I'm probably not going to play there. My intention is not to be the soloist there. This is I hear way more of a piano or a synth thing at that moment. At least that's the way the arrangement's going now. I guess that's another thing to highlight is the fact that I can do all the work that's humanly possible on arranging and writing and demoing and pre-production and all that kind of stuff. And when we get there and finally play this music with three human beings... Um, we're probably going to find out that certain things aren't as possible as I thought. Uh, maybe some things are way too simplified and we, we have to like pad, uh, not pad some stuff, but fill some things out. Um, but the, the challenge is to really write and arrange and find the balance of the, the composition versus the space we leave for improvisation and, and, the, and for the soloists and for, just for the musicians. And to sort of, Imagine what they might play to a certain extent, but not get too married to a certain idea. Um, I think I think I come up with I, I come up with the best overall result and the most satisfying end product when I don't put too much emphasis on on my own bullshit, you know, on my own on my own ideas. Of course, the melodies and the harmony and the the, the basic structure of the songs are mine, um, being the composer, being the writer. Uh, but I'm very open to, you know, making sure I get that kind of really experienced input from the people I've hired um, in the studio to, to work on this stuff. So, yeah, these are all things I'm I'm thinking about. Um, the, one of the most basic things, and I'm going to wind the track back a little bit to highlight this. One of the most basic things is just to be comfortable and confident in the in the form um, and not just the overall form of the song, like which sections come where, but you know this this has a little this first solo section has a little bit of a kink in it in terms of um let's see where are we so we have that first one two three four five six one two three four five six comes that offbeat really want to be comfortable about where the form comes back around again because that is it's fairly easy to be thrown off by that and just by repetitive listening and complete immersion in this as actually as painful as that is when it's when it's your own stuff i'm sure there are people out there that have a hard time listening to their own stuff i am no different in that sense oh sounds like the wife is off to work Okay, <laughs> I'm like, where, where am I? Where I'm sitting in my studio right now is like right underneath the laundry room and the and the and the garage. So anyone going in and out there, I get I get all of that <laughs> at my desk. Um, anyway, yeah. So so being really comfortable with that and where the downbeats fall, and also trying to anticipate like. Mm, Cliff could do one of like five different things there. He could really lean into the fact that we push over the bar line a little bit or that it's displaced and just who knows. So with our limited amount of rehearsal time and 
even with the luxury of four whole days to track, it's still, uh, this music is quite challenging, um, how it's really composed and arranged to, to, get, to get through it all, um, even in that kind of luxurious four-day um, kind of window. So I'm conscious of all of those things, but I'm slowly, what I, the concept is now is to slowly push all of those things out of my thought process. Because I'm in it and I'm doing everything from the flights and the hotels and the meal planning and all that stuff, all the, all the way down to arranging and reharmonizing and composing all this stuff, I really want to sort of extract myself from all of it and just have it as second nature, like complete second nature, like no, no hitches, no, no, really not having to think about anything. You know, I want to be able to approach this just the, in, in, with just the same amount of relaxation as I would a 12-bar blues. Uh, or, or or any kind of music or musical form that I've been playing a really long time. Of course, I'm not going to be give myself ten years of experience of this stuff overnight, but I am gonna that it conceptually that is what I'm going into it right now. My every day, um, what do I have? I have seven tunes in here right now, and I probably have another seven or eight still to tidy up in terms of the demo, and then send them to guys and then make charts. So once I've got like 14 or 15 songs, the last, that'll take me about, to finish up, that'll take me about another three days. So I'll have a full week of being able to just have a playlist of the demos to play along to. And right now I'm doing it without a chart. Um, the writing is still quite fresh in my head, so I'm, I'm doing it without a chart. And it would be nice to not have to read when I'm down there. But also there's no, I'm not, it's, it's not about uh, pride or anything like that or, or ego. If, if, if I... If I need the chart, I'm going to use the chart. Like I want to give a, uh, give us every possible chance of a favorable outcome at the end of the day. And if that means, you know, using a chart, even if it's my own music and I wrote it and I should know it, like all of those things that might creep into your head, even if all of those things are, are real, I, I, I have no problem um, having a having a backup piece of information there to help me out in certain places. And there are certain things that are kind of challenging as well. Like in this tune, for instance, you probably heard that one lick already. So after this melody comes again. Ah. Okay, so there's that line, but also this bad boy. Where is it? This one. So there's another line. And I have to hit chords. That's the line. Um. And get down to the to the low register of the instrument to hit the bass line. So that's something I might loop uh, in a logic session, for instance, just to play it over and over again. So let's let's find the form here. And let's see how important it is for me in the moment. You know, I'm like switching on the reverb. Um, uh, um, and then I've got to turn the reverb off. I don't know how, I don't know if I'm really going to do that live or whether we'll just put a little bit of verb on it afterwards and, and play clean. Um, I did it on the demo. I know I can play it. It's on the demo. I did it in one take. So uh, just once you get, you know, when you're in that demo for a few days, you are getting, at least I am getting pretty confident in playing all that stuff. And then my mind goes to other places, two, three different songs, four days later. And I'm like, oh, what was that line? Um, exactly. You know, and how confident am I going to be to get from... Uh, all the way from the upper register to the lower register. You 
know, and it's one thing sitting at the desk, even, you know, talking to the camera right now with a podcast and everything uh, recording here. It's very different when you're in the studio and the, and the click is going and there are musicians around and really the pressure's on um, at that point. And I really want to feel, I really want it to feel like there's no pressure at all. That's the goal. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it is, uh, it, it is a lot of moving parts all coming together for a very short window of time to try and be successful, to try and accomplish the goal. The goal is to make this album. We're traveling to the literally to the other side of the earth to do it in, in all the way down south in Buenos Aires. Uh, people are coming from all over the world, from London, from New York. I'm coming from L.A. It's not, you know, it's not a casual gig on the weekend, Sunday lunchtime in Croydon or something. I don't know why I keep going back to that, the very first jazz gig I saw. <laughs> but it reminds me that it's not that. As as great as that is and can be, Is there are definitely a lot more moving parts. And um, I'm trying not to be conscious of them. Whilst being aware, so I make sure I accomplish everything I need to, but try not to be conscious of them in the moment, which will free up my playing and put less... Uh, less stress on me when the when the when the red light goes on and uh, and we're in the room. So, yeah, wow, we have barely got down this tune. Um, so, let's talk about arrangement wise. Wow! See, I'm I'm so far. I'm I'm feeling it in four for some strange reason. See, those are the kind of things that I need to iron out and make sure I'm not going to fall into that in the studio. And it was because I started like halfway through the form. Shouldn't do that. I should always feel okay. Here's the top of the section. Here we go. Ah, wow. Why am I, f- see, th- this is what happens. Why am I feeling it in the wrong place? Probably because I'm thinking at the same time about talking to you guys and trying to explain it as I go. So why don't I explain it first, then I'll play it. The idea is that eventually what you're going to hear is this, it, well, you've already heard it in the melody. So you've heard this bass line. Um, not this one. So you've heard that bass line. So that's like this this melody that comes there with that bass line underneath it. So the concept for the first solo was to break that, to elongate that bass line. So when we get there... really <laughs> and that whole long form happens three times so this is twice this will be the last time so I can talk and do it I know I can <laughs> Now we go back to the... Here's another thing. So we're getting into a new section, and one of the other things about programming and demoing is that it's tough to, at least I find it tough to, and I, I could probably work really hard on it and be very dynamic with the transitions from one section to another. Um, but I find the you know the payoff is, as long as everyone's on the same page, they know it's a demo, and we're going to a new section, and the live transition will be way different from the demo. 
it's kind of way too much work to make that transition, especially with the percussion and the volume and the dynamics uh, for the payoff. I don't really think it's worth it. So we're going to come from what I think will probably be a piano solo into a drum solo. And this new figure that's just been introduced, this new bass line, um, will be piano and bass unison with the drums playing over it. Let's see. this a bunch of times in the demo can't actually remember can't actually remember how many maybe then we go on here this transition thing and i'm considering writing a little bit longer of a transition there feels like that line only just kind of gets going i feel like it could go on another couple of bars have a development of that um, no uh, something like that. I feel like there could be another couple of bars of line there that Tom and I play in unison, and then we're sort of back to the top. We get we go back to the um, back to the melody. is another arrangement technique um, the first time around where we come from we go to this line and then th this time in the end of the tune I wanted to transition a little quicker I didn't need all those interlude moments um, so uh, ah, I gotta get up to that note so, and instead of going, uh, playing this line out on its own, we go straight to that line with the melody this time. So we're kind of compressing the form towards the end to create a little more tension and to, uh, and I think just signify the fact that, hey, it's, it's you know, it's coming down here. We're getting to the end. Here's the build up. Um, and now I've lost my entire playlist and there's a bug you probably see this on it it landed on my forehead it's such a pain in the ass it, and of course it's attracted to all the lights and i don't have my swatter it's a real drag it's such a distraction <laughs> just what you need when you're trying to play some of the hardest music you've ever written and of course when you go to artist in your own itunes and you've written a thousand songs the list is long to scroll through. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, so we get this kind of compressed form at the end. big finish uh, and let's see let's see how that pans out you've heard it now and um, 
again, if you're involved in the pre-sale, actually, fuck, I should have announced that at the beginning of the podcast. I found another idea um, for you guys who are getting involved in the pre-sale before the album comes out, a little unique um, thing I can add to the package, and that is these demos. I want to include a lot of these demos in the uh, in the final pre-sale package. I think that maybe... It's one thing you've maybe listened to the podcast and you hear the album in two months. You're like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember. But if you actually had them in the same package, you'd be like, wow, so this is what the demo sounded like. And holy shit, I had no idea the song was going to end up like that. Hey, I know that there are going to be moments where I think I had no idea that was where this song was going to go. So I thought that would be cool to include. I'm going to update as i uh, always am updating the product description for the pre-sale it's at the website is linked below in the description of the video um and i'll update that to reflect the fact that i'm going to give away some of the demos um in, in really in their raw form. i'm not going to mix and master them or do anything fancy to them i want you to experience exactly what i sent to the musicians how they experienced working on the music um i'm going to include obviously the songbook is coming as well like for, for it with um included in the pre-sale uh, songbook and some kind of play i mentioned play-alongs before some kind of play-along situation i might actually use the demos as the play-alongs um let's see let's see what makes the most sense but the, probably the clearest experience uh for a lot of you guys to to play along to it um but yeah that's all a work in progress but i definitely want to include some of the demos here maybe not all of them and who knows how many songs make it on the record in the end and how many i even had demos for there are and will be, I guess, on this one occasion for it to just be a lead sheet to the point where I won't actually demo it and I won't make a mock-up of the song. That happens as well. So if that happens, then, of course, there will be no demo to include of that song. Um, but for the most part, I want to include all of these. Uh, let's see. Something completely different. Um, this is another new one. haven't shared it on the blog. Uh, The melody comes again right here. We'll talk about those odd meter things right there. And that whole thing about the form thing in a demo not being the easiest thing. We go straight to this other section. So who knows, that could be a transitional thing, that could be a drum solo again, although that's kind of obvious, drum soloing over a figure. It could also be some, and this is maybe what I, the the idea I want to sort of maybe promote the most at this point, um, obviously having not heard any of it live, but it is to have like a that could be somewhere that's something that we really grew uh together as an ensemble so maybe ensemble improvisation sort of filling in in the gap so it's not a drum solo or a bass solo or a keyboard solo but it's like group improvisation over a vamp where we get super dynamic and can grow and be full-on 
rocking out by the end of it and then transitioning to another section uh, but essentially that's the form on that quite simple only two sections again maybe there will be more uh, added to it at a later date uh, what else do we have here oh yeah oh, well okay this is this is one I'm unsure of I put a more of a Cuban groove on it uh, not that I'm going to make a Cuban record by any stretch of the imagination, although C Cliff casually plays the living crap out of all of that music, having played so much with Michelle Camilo and, and all those guys before. So, so I'll give you a little taste. Forget the melody, actually. That's the other thing that the guys have to put up with on these demos is my shabby piano playing. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's fine for making demos and stuff, but I'm sure after, if you have to listen to that, <laughs> if you have to listen to that to learn the song, I'm, I'm sure that can get pretty old pretty quick. Super fun for me to do. I love playing piano and making demos and soloing over my own tunes and, uh, you know, romanticizing what might have been had I worked a little harder at piano. But, um, yeah, that's one one of the things I don't envy them having to listen to. Okay, we're not going to listen to that now. Um, this is a little more... So there are going to be some things that I think we play along to more on the programmed side. And this is one that I kind of worked up the last few days, like the latest thing. Um, and here we go. Synthland programming. Um, tune is in nine for all the time signature nerds out there. It's probably the one I spent the most time like programming drums on and stuff. Because there is some, in the beginning here at least, it's somewhat dynamic. Sorry to interrupt, but I gotta address this. So I, I I played the melody, a melody, some melody that might fit in this section on guitar, very poorly, very overdriven, and without much control. So that that's one of the things I have to you know I had to sort of transcribe that because it was quite loose. It's meant to be quite loose. There's so many other things in the tune that are tight and together and arranged. This part of the melody was meant to be quite loose. So I had to make an approximation in terms of the chart that I gave Tom. Because uh, he's going to be playing that on some kind of synth at some point, and just say, "Hey, excuse the poor guitar playing. This is just an approximation." This is kind of the longest form and most sort of complex form. But not so much complex, actually, but just a lot to remember in terms of the different sections and it kind of more, a little more through composed, although some, some bits do come back. So we take the same theme here, the same chord changes, and develop it harmonically through three different sections now. 
right here. So I'll, I'll try and explain it a little bit as we go. Um, so this section is kind of the first solo section. I might do something on top. There might be some more arrangement or more melodic ideas as the harmony changes, but with that same groove in the past three sections you heard. But this is you know, where you hear the bass and the piano in unison here. It's a change in in, in, um, in timbre, obviously, with the acoustic piano rather than the synths. So I hear this as more of a piano solo section. And harmonically, it's moving around all over the place as well. So we've got G, a kind of G minor, flat six, C Lydian, E flat 13, uh, flat nine, and then F minor, major seven. And basically, I'm playing them long, so two on each chord, and then I shorten it up and play one on each chord before we transition to the section, uh, to the next section. There's the E flat. F minor major seven. C Lydian. Now we shorten it up. Take a breather. <laughs> There's space for vocals here. I'm definitely leaving some space in places for other stuff. You see how I copied over the drum parts, so I didn't spend too long on dynamics. <laughs> I also got to get that line right uh, when it's happening in the middle of nowhere. So you're getting kind of a, an idea of the different feels here. Um, what's this? It's a little more bass and piano unison stuff. <laughs> so that's one of the ones like from almost at the beginning of my demoing sessions uh some weeks ago so that's one that's like the least in my head which is kind of a bummer um uh, and yeah there are a ton more um, i'm not going to share the entire record before i go and record it but i thought it would be kind of interesting to take 
uh, take a look inside uh, the process and sort of share what I'm doing. Not necessarily on a super technical side in terms of how I, you know, program and all the things I use. Um, <clears throat> also, because it changes so much from song to song, you'll see, you'll hear the difference in those demos if you go back and A, B them. Some of them are loops. Like that last one, I think, was an Eric Harland loop loft, loop loft loop. I know I use the... Uh, uh, Matt Chamberlain ones, the Mark Giuliano ones. I do some programming it within Logic, within Contact, where I'm actually programming the drums and actually uh, almost making my own sounds in terms of like EQing and finding the right timbre of drums and cymbals and taking sort of stock sounds and, and turning them into something that is more in focus with what I'm doing. Um, but that's the process. Uh, that is somewhat of the story so far. Um, so this is part of my mission to just include everyone on what it's actually like to do this stuff and what it's like to have oh dear, have really bad burps when you're trying to record a podcast. God damn it. No carbonated liquid today, no seltzer water, nothing. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, when you are, as I am, very, very passionate about making music, specifically my own music, as you can hear, and w what my goals are and, and how I accomplish those goals and how I stay sane. <laughs> Maybe that's the most important part, how I stay sane through the process, because that is not always easy. Uh, sometimes the writing is the easiest part. Sometimes the recording is. Sometimes the logistics are. I got to say, it's never all easy at the same time. And no matter how much you think you know about doing this, and I want to say this is album number 15. I, I, actually, I honestly don't know. It's been enough. It's been 20 years um, of doing this. And like I've chronicled in videos on the main YouTube channel about that, I've made so many more records than I've released. I think I said in that one video that it was five that I'd made that I hadn't released. It's up to 17 now. There are 17 more albums out there that I haven't released. So let's say I've made a roughly 30, 32 albums, something like that. 15 have seen the light of day or 14. And um, it's nice now. I think a lot of those albums, not all of them, but a bulk of them happened earlier on when I was still working things out. And rather than throw the album out there just for the heck of it, just because I'd done the work, just because I'd showed up and sort of done what I said I was going to do or intended to do, I'm very glad that I didn't put it out there and that I made the choice and was critical about my own thing, you know, was self-critical to the point where I didn't beat myself up over it. Um, it's obviously, it's heartbreaking when you make a record with Dennis Chambers and Tim Miller, like two of your favorite musicians on earth, and it isn't the vision you set out to, to, to accomplish, that through no fault of anyone but my own. Um, I have to take full responsibility for that. I don't blame anyone else for, for my mistakes. Uh, when it comes to recording and this whole process of making music and, and having the artistic vision of trying to fulfill that. That's absolutely on me. Um, obviously, yeah, Tim Miller and Dennis Chambers are two of the most ridiculous musicians of all time. So musically speaking, not their fault at all. <laughs> but it is a, can be a little heartbreaking initially to be like, oh, shit, I'm not going to use this, you know. Um, but you learn what, what it was that, you know, that was poor preparation on my part. It was bad writing on my part. It was it, it was a lot of things. I learned a lot from that. So it's nice now, especially doing with this concept of the pre-sale and involving all of you that are, you know, truly engaged in the music and, and are sort of, of course, fans and followers. But also I feel I get this sense is very emotional sometimes. Actually, I get this sense that people who are involved from the get go, like the people who have bought the pre-sale so well, last year of course and, and of course now it's very present because i'm seeing it every day i get the feeling those people are like actually rooting for me it's a very very strange feel. it's a great feeling and very encouraging but it's also a strange feeling. it's like oh wow people care you know and they they're like and people are wishing you success unselfishly like i i feel like you guys that are that are involved in this process are wishing me success that obviously you get to enjoy as well because you're fans of the music and you'll hear this album and hopefully you'll enjoy it and it will have been worth you know investing the the time to follow and, and the money to buy the presale and all that um but you're also wishing it feels like you're wishing me and the, from the 
messages I'm getting, it, it feels like you're wishing me success and, and rooting for me, for me to accomplish the goal and be satisfied. And in doing so, that that feels like it will it will have the same effect for you. So it's a it's 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 a really awesome feeling, and I'm glad I'm doing it this way. It has opened up um, a lot of avenues that were previously closed. Um, and with people getting involved, it's helping out financially for the first time, you know, in the last year and a half of Spain now, Argentina, this, this new way of doing it is helping out financially in a way that I'm not investing $20,000 in making a record. And then it's just, that's it. It's poof, it's gone. You know, I never see that again. That happens so many times now. And, I, and I've always said, this, I'm not making records for the money. <laughs> if I was doing that, I'd be a lunatic um, making this kind of music and being this self-critical and, and, and really strict uh, about what I do and don't do. I'm definitely not doing it for the money. But it, it's very nice and very encouraging to be able to continue doing it without losing money, you know, without losing the roof over my head or the ability to put food on the table because this can it can all add up after a while it can get really expensive and it has been very expensive over the past 20 years so this whole new era is unbelievably encouraging on all levels and i cannot uh overstate how appreciative i am of that so um yeah there you go that's a little look uh inside the demoing process i hope you got something out of it of course leave comments and feedback wherever you can and i'll gladly get back to you and answer your questions and um, the comments in the YouTube video are probably the best place for that. Especially when you leave a public comment, like try not to send me an email with a question if it's about this. Like it's really good if you leave a public comment and then everyone can see the answer because maybe you're not the only person with that question. And maybe if it's a really widely asked question, I've pinned the question and the answer to the top of the comments before so people get to to, uh, benefit from you being brave and asking the question in public so consider that um plus it helps out the algorithm like a motherfucker (laughs) the more comments likes subscribes the better and uh that's it i'm back to it uh it is 10 days 10 days to wheels up to argentina and uh, i really look forward to bringing you some the first video clips from the studio and the first little audio clips i'll share some stuff obviously on the blog uh, if you're not on the mailing list, it's completely free to read. Um, I'm not bashing the inbox every day anymore. It's a little more relaxed. A couple times, two, three times a week. And um, yeah, make sure you're on that. If you if you dig what you're hearing, dig what you're seeing, and are just curious about about this whole thing. So that's it. I'm out. Back to back to the demoing. That's it. It doesn't stop all day. Um, all right. Take it easy, cats. Later. Thank you.